welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Morph Monday episode of Shuffleware and Hum Hum on the Range, mm-hmm. where yes. the Andalites and Buffalo play. <laughs> That's I'm done. I'm Anna. <laughs> I'm Em. What a stupid song to sing. <laughs> where, where seldom is heard a good plan from Visser 3. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're reading uh, Animorphs 39, The Hidden, by K.A. Applegate and Laura Batania Weiss, who we have heard from before. Yes. But I can't remember Was it the other Cassie book? book? It might have been. Let me double check real quick. Well, I think there's probably been a couple by now since. Uh, Animorphs, Ghost Riders. One of my saved pages. Um, <laughs> she, this is her third entry. She did the exposed and the conspiracy. So that was the squid one and yeah. the Tobias one, uh, the one leading up to the, the Visser. Visser. No, no, not that Visser. was Marco. The Andalite Chronicles. That one. Oh, okay. So the one where he, is that the one where he gets kidnapped or held captive or? Um, oh, no, wait, nope. I oh, no, totally that's the lied. one where he, where the will. Totally lied. It's not even that one. Take this oh. again. Sorry. I was looking at the cover and I was like, oh, this is that You're one. Good. No, um, it's the one where uh, Jake has to go to his grandfather's funeral. Okay. So, yeah. like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, this one kind of follows the tradition of those books. I would say if we're looking at those as a trilogy, this is the worst one. Like, uh, this book was so goddamn dumb. I think it makes sense that this is the last uh, one that uh, Miss Batania Weiss wrote for us because I think she was just burnt out by the time she got to this one. She does not have the stamina of an Applegate where they're just cranking them out for 20-some books. Um, she got to number three and she was like, I don't fucking know. Fucking buffaloes, whatever. Like, I don't got... This, this is rough. Was- this is rough. This is, it had so much potential. Mm-hmm. But first, like, okay, we bring back one of the stupidest alien races right. we've met. Yeah. Which was also um, a Cassie book, right? That was also Cassie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so this is like mm-hmm. her thing now is dealing with the Helmicrons. I guess. <laughs> we also get, like, this problem that was made so much more complex than it needed to be. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like there's an easy solution here, folks. This was like the worst of Cassie's moralizing where it was like, oh, we're going to do a philosophical problem. But it was like, this philosophical (laughs) problem is stupid. Like, I don't like it. it. I'm not enjoying myself. I feel like this is one of those that's going to go down in like our collective Animorphs history where it's like you mentioned like a two word thing and it's like, oh, that fucking book, like uh, Alien Toilet, right? Like where we're like, oh, yeah, it's Alien (laughs) Toilet. Or like, Buffalo. or like uh, Marco Poodle, right? Like that yeah, sort of thing, yeah. which is like, oh yeah, fuck that, right? Uh, pregnant with alligator. <laughs> pregnant with alligator, right. And this one, it's like he, Buffalo human or whatever. They, they like, there's a yeah, Buffalo human. Buffalo human, that's it. There, buffa, I was going to say there's a hyphenate. Buffalo human, Buffalo andalite. God. Guys, this was rough. This was really rough. It was rough. And there was so much more that could have been done with this. Like, I think it does bring up some interesting questions to think about. But the way that uh, 
they just take such care. a Cassie twist. I'm like, if this was a different book, not a different book, a different, a different child. Yeah, I felt like it was. I feel like the Cassie philosophical stuff works best for me when it's like a non-philosophical situation and then Cassie like starts digging into it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this was more like a philosophical situation already of like what makes a mm-hmm. human a human, right? And it's like we could have done this with any of the other Andalites, Animorphs, whatever they're called, and it would have been more interesting, I feel like. Yes. But if there had been if, – if Cassie had had to make a choice – in this book and actually followed through with the toys yeah you know who this would have been a good book for uh rachel tobias tobias yeah oh yeah there he mm, is also an animal human hybrid like okay there i was we go. thinking rachel because this book would have been over in like two seconds yeah she would have killed the fucking buffalo <laughs> rachel was like, oh, Grizz, like he's dead it's a buffalo who cares <laughs> <laughs> which oh. i guess in some ways would make it a bad rachel book because it would it would be very very short mm. but um <laughs> it should have been shorter um let's get into what the book's about oh my god i don't want to honestly like okay so um i did read most of this like post second covid vaccine mm-hmm. and so a lot of it especially the end of this book like i don't really i i'm having a hard time following what's happening but i have been assured by m that it, it might not have yeah. been me it might have been the book i read this book pre second covid vaccine and i couldn't i couldn't like i was like i don't know what is happening here and I don't know why it's happening and I don't know what we're doing but this is a book for children so clearly I should be able to follow it but I, I just shouldn't couldn't. be able to follow it <laughs> it was but I'm not experiencing symptoms of having my second COVID vaccine so that's not the problem why can't I follow it <laughs> <laughs> this was like a fever dream for me because I was having trouble staying awake already <laughs> it was not it, I would not want to read this book if I was sleepy because it was very boring <laughs> Mm -hmm. it did make things a lot worse very repetitive and also like it's just running this whole book is running okay let's let's talk about it let's Let's get it let's do it okay so eric rushes into cassie's barn one day and is like cassie you have to get the morphing cube and leave because do you remember the helmicrons those tiny little alien creatures with their tiny ship but that was so hurdy ouchie um also, it tracks morphing technology. Do you remember that? Well, for some reason, we allowed the Yerks to get their hands on that ship, and they repaired it, and now they're tracking the morphing cube, and they know it's here. Okay. At this point, I'd be like, okay, Eric, you take the morphing cube. Go walk to the bottom of the fucking ocean <laughs> while we figure out how to destroy the morphing tracker and just walk around the bottom of the ocean. Go to the Marianas Trench. Just go there. Do literally anything. Literally. Take take this morphing cube into your super secret bunker under your house and then put a hologram up over your house to make it look like the house is not there. I don't know. You guys are, are unto gods in your technology and abilities. And the only thing mm-hmm. constraining you is that you will not do violence. And this is literally the least violent mission possible it is to stay away from all of the violence please take this cube and do that like (laughs) eric eric please take this chi to your highly advanced chi no wait sorry eric take this morphing cube (laughs) to your highly advanced chi brethren with all your technology and just like find the off switch for us real quick 
We just always have turned it on. Get in a pile on top of this morphing cube and make a hologram of <laughs> a wall. If you guys could just emit a stronger signal of something else to block out these signals. Hey, hey, Eric, can you get one of those like aprons they put on you at the dentist when you get x-rays and just put it on top of this morphing cube? Get Eric, like, just get like 10 of them. Eric, eat this cube. <laughs> Eric, eat this cube. And then just put go an to the bottom of the apron ocean. on and go to the bottom of the ocean. And stay there for the rest of this book series. It's oh not like we're going to use the morphin cube for anything useful. Truly. Oh <sighs> All right. So that was one solution to this book. Um <laughs> Why didn't Aaron be like, we'll take it. You guys need to go. Whatever. Whatever. Because they don't do violence, Anna. And that means they but can't do anything. But they could have kept the cube safe. Instead yes. of saying 13-year-old yes. girl, just keep running all day long and don't stop running until you die. <laughs> <laughs> Their definition of doing violence is just. It's so frustrating. It's very frustrating. X was so right. These are the most frustrating beings in the entire universe. <laughs> uh, anyway, Cassie's mom immediately walks in as as Cassie is talking to Eric, and Eric immediately becomes a hologram of a wall, so he's not there. Um, and Cassie's mom is like, hey, I have to go to the gardens. Do you want to come with me? And Cassie says, yes, let's go to there. Cassie's like, thank there. God, a car. I can't drive. I'm 13. <laughs> I'm 13. I can morph into a wolf and run forever, but this car is what I need. <laughs> I would also choose the car, I think. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This, the whole, this whole thing, though, it's just, Cassie, Cassie, go to the beach, turn into a whale, put the cube in your mouth, go to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh, really, the ocean would have solved a lot. I mean, like, how many times do people fling things into the ocean when they want to, like, hide it forever? Like, that was the whole ending exactly. of Titanic. Like, yeah. just pull a Titanic. And, like, they haven't even seen. It is the year 2000 in this series. Like, they have definitely seen. Rachel has seen James Cameron's classic 1997 film, Titanic. You say that, but I didn't see Titanic until it was re-released in theaters. <laughs> Oh, and in well. fact, have I told you this story about the time I got in I trouble? I know that you, I know you did cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is about um, when I was like six years old or so. The one time I got in trouble in like elementary school was Titanic related. <laughs> because the one, the, oh, first of all, you only got in trouble one time in yes. middle school? Uh, no, elementary okay. school because I was a fucking oh, nerd. Okay. 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 But I was on the playground with my friend Stephanie and um, she wanted to play Titanic, which also is a weird thing for a child to want to play because like. Yeah, there's some sex in that. Yeah, there's maybe. some sex. But like she wanted to be Rose and she told me I had to be Jack. And, okay. Um, I think Stephanie was exploring something. For sure. For sure. But I didn't know that because, again, I hadn't seen Titanic. So uh-huh. I was like, OK, dope, dope, dope. So this is just like a make believe game. I'll do what I want. Right. I was like ready to rp ready to go right so yeah. she was like, you were like okay let me i just let me get into character right what do i know about jack Nothing. i'm a boat he's he's on a boat okay <laughs> so she's like trying to do like i don't even know which scene but she's like trying to be all like lovey-dovey and whatever and i was like she said i think she said something about like my mother wouldn't want us to be together and i made the decision that jack had murdered her mother <laughs> 
So I was like, don't worry, your mother is dead, Rose. And Stephanie got really upset that I wasn't playing Titanic correctly and went and cried Uh to the, like, playground instructor that I was, like threatening to kill her mother but like left oh out God, the part Stephanie left out you the know part. that's not what was happening right. Stephanie left out the part that it was while we were playing Titanic and that I was inhabiting the character of Jack um so I got like grounded for the rest of recess for threatening to kill this child's mother oh my god <laughs> true story <laughs> that is so all because sad. all because I wasn't allowed to see Titanic as a six-year-old Wow, that's first of all, wow, rude. I feel like every six year old. No. No six year old. Why did that six year old know Titanic? Dude, I don't know. I assume it was like the. I think there was like a TV cut that like didn't let the, the sexy bits in, but I could mm. be wrong. She could have just seen the whole Titanic. My parents bought it uh soon after it released on vhs and we did have the two vhs Mm. set and i did watch it Mm -hmm. it's far too young to be watching it sex stuff just like wasn't that big of a deal to me at that time i was more like okay people are drowning i now hate water (laughs) (laughs) this explains so much about our trips to the beach (laughs) yes do not ever want to go in the ocean that shit sucks i fear a titanic will happen here if I set one foot into the ocean, an iceberg is going to pop up and destroy it. It's going to be a Titanic sitch. <laughs> that and the, there was like a horror movie that came out about like ghosts on a ship. Mm. And there was like a scene with some piano wire and people getting all sliced up in the ballroom of the ship or something with piano wire. Oh my God, what was that movie? I'm about to look this up. Ghost ship. I, Maybe it was called Ghost Ship. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, Those two things. I I just looked up Ghost Ship Piano Wire scene. And a lot of things have come up that indicate it is indeed called Ghost Ship. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So yeah, those two movies kind of ruined the ocean for me. Like not boats, just the ocean. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What were we even fucking talking about? Okay, so they go, they don't go to the bottom of the ocean. Cass is in the car with her mom. The 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 Yerks are in a helicopter because they've attached this morphing technology to a helicopter. And Cassie sees the helicopter going around. Um, they get to the gardens. The other bandalites are there in bird morphs, um, to help guide Cassie away from the Yerks. And eventually, they guide Cassie to like a transport van or truck or something that she hops inside. Bad news, this vehicle is occupied by an African Cape buffalo, which are apparently, they're also known as widow makers. They're very aggressive animals. Cassie notices that the buffalo, it's, it's restrained by a few ropes mm-hmm. around its neck and horns, but the ropes are very frayed. And so she thinks that her only option here is to acquire the buffalo. Because, of course, you come across a new animal, fucking acquire it. Touch the animal. She touches the animal. The animal goes sleepy. She begins to morph into this animal. And she hides her clothes in the morphing cube somewhere in the van. And then when the Yerks open the doors to the van, because they followed the scent of her morph, um, she leaps out and starts tearing shit up. Most notably, Visser 3's limo that he felt the need to drive here on a covert mission. Yeah. you're supposed to blend in. I will drive my limo, please. Have have someone bring it round. 
I feel like this might, again, just be, like, people fucking with the Yurks, right? Like, we've talked about maybe some humans are feeding their Yurks, like, false info. Maybe, like, one mm-hmm. of them was just, like, yeah, limo's, like, real super common. <laughs> yeah, it's so common. You can drive it right through a zoo. It's just, fine, Visser. That's fine. Do that. <laughs> um, She's wrecking stuff. And then the other buffalo also gets free of its restraints. And it gets out and tears shit up, most notably their assistant principal, Chapman, who was also there for some reason. He headbutts him. Just we needed a recognizable host. And that was yes. the easiest. Like. Nah, yeah. The one we've known the longest. The buffalo, or no, Tobias shows up and he's like, yo, Cassie, you need to get that cube and get out of here. So she gets back into the van, grabs the cube and runs off. And the other buffalo, the real buffalo, follows her because now they are in a herd together. She goes pretty deep into the woods and starts to demorph. And Tobias, who followed, is like, oh, shit, look at the buffalo. And she turns around and you guys, that's right. What you're thinking is correct. This actual real-life buffalo is starting to morph into a human. And not just any human, but the human that it headbutted in that fight. It's morphing into Chapman. Yay. What we needed in this book series. Just, just what we needed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So apparently when Cassie left the morphing cube in the van, the buffalo just brushed up against it and was able to obtain morphing technology. And then also when it brushed up against Chapman, was able to acquire his DNA. Now, why is this not a conscious process? <laughs> I, every every fucking insect on the Andalite planet can morph. I Are you mean, me? I would guess they keep the morphing cubes in like a Tupperware or something. You know, <laughs> an airtight OXO Tupperware, yeah. the kind where you push down on the circle mm-hmm. and the lid pops up. That's where I also store my morphing cubes. Right? I just feel like it's maybe a design flaw. Because that's the thing. It's, it's, it seems like a huge oversight. It's not that. Because, again, we, we used to think that, like, the Andalites were morphers back from the day that they crawled out of whatever evolutionary tree they came from. And that this was, like, a thing that they knew how to do for thousands of millennia. No, this mm-hmm. has been something that they, like, invented in the last 30 years. I feel yeah. like if I was inventing a thing like this, I would not make it so easy to just do it. Right. But because like the Andalites, or the Bandalites, sorry, the Bandalites have to actually think about acquiring things. Like they can't yes. just touch something and it begins automatically because they would be like every time they hugged a friend. Right. That friend would become sleepy. Although <laughs> maybe they just haven't noticed. <laughs> they have the ability to morph into any person. And they they just don't, well, because like all that DNA just goes and hangs out in Z space unless you call on it. Because that part we know has to be conscious. And the only reason it works for the buffalo is because of like the herding thing that they're like, oh, I see my herd member doing this thing. I'm going to try to do it. That doesn't make sense. But it's what we're going with. It really doesn't. The (laughs) buffalo can't think like that. The buffalo doesn't know it can morph. Buffalo knows it can morph because it sees Cassie morph. So it's like, ah, that buffalo became a human. I'm also going to try that. Okay, how old is this buffalo? I don't. (laughs) If this is a full-on adult buffalo who has lived his whole buffalo life not being able to morph, why would he suddenly be like, ah, yes, now it is time to become naked and (laughs) two-legged? This is like a Peter Pan situation where the children have to believe that they can fly in order for them to be able to fly. Oh my god. It's a young buffalo. 
unhardened by the cruel whims of the world that keep it from morphing. It's like, I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do this. Uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but also, there's no way this buffalo morphed clothes. So you know oh, yeah. Cassie has now seen her assistant principal naked. Yes. And that's disturbing. <laughs> I hate this book. <laughs> Truly. We have to assume, just for our own sake of, of sanity, that Chapman was out for a jog when Mr. Three called him to come deal with this. And so he's still wearing his spandex. His skin-tight his jogging skin tight, outfit. Which, as we know, gets acquired when you acquire a person. Yeah, you acquire the clothes DNA. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, and so since the buffalo, the human, saw Cassie turn into Cassie with skin-tight clothes, he was like, ah, that's what I will do, and did that same thing. And it's fine. No one had to see Chapman's wing-wing. I want to go back to talking about ghost ships. <laughs> That's on our Patreon. Oh, yeah, our Patreon that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> so now the Bandalites have to deal with this buffalo that can turn into a human. Which they're all like, this is a horrific. Uh, this is the most mutant. disgusting thing. We hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> it's literally just horrifying. Principle. <laughs> it is spitting but in the face. But he's walking on all fours of- like a dork. That's all. Spitting in the face of man and God. Like. <laughs> It's just like if you're ever like if you as a child had like an adult male play like animals with you or something and they crawled on the ground and they were like, oh, I'm a horse. No, I mean, I think it's something about like that. It's a blank. I I didn't I didn't love this whole part about like getting into the discussion of if the buffalo counts as a human or not because it was like oh yeah because that's a thing we have to deal with thanks cassie yes because they're like there's a lot of talk about like how the buffalo doesn't have human intelligence as a human but it does but it doesn't it's It's like learning as cassie's argument it's learning but it's like its eyes are so vacant and whatever and i was like this is getting into like a gross direction that i don't think we need to be going in of like yes so they have to deal with this buffalo that can turn into a human and axe being the voice of reason is like we have to kill this thing because if the yerks capture it to use as a host body it has seen you morph and and you know the, the jig will be up and Cassie's okay dying. okay so how would this work how would this how would this okay because like we know <laughs> we know the yerks have to inhabit like creatures that have a certain level of sentience and that other animals on the planet don't work right because yeah they had, hated being horses yes we've had the discussion about how like they should just be dolphins but like tiny ear holes or something um <laughs> so like if the argument is that the buffalo doesn't truly have human intelligence and the human intelligence is the thing that makes the brains work for years how would it how would it work would they have to like would they have to get in there when it was morphed to a human and then just be like, okay, well, we can never, we can never morph again, but at least we know about Cassie. But also like, then that gets into like the, how do, how does, how does Visser 3 exist of like, how does he exist in non-human intelligence, like non-brains that aren't suitable for Yerks when he morphs, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like, yeah how does that work how does that work 
Because that's what the... Where does Viscer 3 go when he morphs? <laughs> right? Weird. Does he go into Z-Space 2? But then that also gets into, like, what part of the Animorphs is morphing with... Like, what part of their brain... Do they yeah, have if he two demorphed. Do they have two brains in there? Like because maybe that's how they're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if the buffalo morphs to human and has a human brain, like what is what is the bu- what is the part of the buffalo that's still the buffalo? And same with the animorphs, right? Like buffalo, if buffalo, Cassie buffalo, morphs buffalo, to a dolphin buffalo, and has a dolphin brain, what's the cast like what is the soul of Cassie. Where's that hanging out? <laughs> Whale. What's happening? I'm so, this opens so many this metaphysical many... questions, and I can't deal with it. <laughs> we're getting. We're having an existential crisis. Uh huh. I hate this buffalo because of this fucking book. <laughs> also, going by the rules of this book, if you morph and then demorph, you're 100 percent fine again. Mm-hmm. How come every time Andalite or I mean Visser three demorphs, the Yerk is not, the Yerk is there. Like the yerk is not right, part of right, so the yerk Alleran's has to be attached original DNA to something. So if Alleran but he's not morphs. part of the DNA now, it's more like um, the microchip situation of like if you morph something really mm-hmm. small, then like and you had a microchip in you because this was the thing with the hammerhead shark thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where they were like, oh, we've got a microchip in us. If we morph something really small, it's gonna like explode us, right? Because like the yeah. microchip is still in yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the Yerk situation is like that in that regard, where it's like, if he, and they specifically say at one point, I think in this book that like he typically doesn't do small stuff, which makes sense because if he goes too small, the Yerk in there would explode the body, right? Mm. So I think that's what it is with that. But like, yeah. what is the Yerk attached to then? Like if if Alarin yerked Alarin morphs to something else and it has a different brain how is the yerk still attached to that brain yes because brains cannot be the same across every alien species they can't they can't doesn't make sense what is what would the yerk do if he accidentally morphed into a smooth brain (laughs) we've pulled the thread too much and this whole this whole series has unraveled damn it we've ruined it (laughs) well thanks it was a good run 39 plus books Cassie cannot kill the buffalo because it has human DNA, which acts as like, I also have human DNA. Does that make me human? And then nobody answers. Because <laughs> the that is exactly the problem, Axe. You've poked the biggest <laughs> hole through Cassie's logic, and she just will not accept it. She, she's, I pretend I do not see it. And she continues to rage about the human buffalo. <laughs> God. Um, and it does, like, to the buffalo's credit, it does learn to walk on two legs. And also, it can say one word, and that word is good, which is very sad. This is very upsetting. This whole book. And Cassie's like, yes, you are good. You're a good you boy. You are so good. I hate it. Uh, I hate Cassie's it. <laughs> after having this thought process of how she can't abandon the buffalo she's like well i can't stick around here playing with this buffalo so she morphs into a wolf and runs off with the morphing like, cube which okay can we talk about for a second how all of these fucking chases that happen they're like they keep fucking giving the cube to cassie and it's like i get it she's the viewpoint character of this book so for narrative mm-hmm. reason sure marco's a fucking gorilla he has thumbs 
He has the hands to hold onto it, and he doesn't have to use his mouth. Because this keeps being the thing of, like, they get into fights, and they're like, Cassie, you can't drop the cube to bite things. Go hide, Cassie. You can't do shit. They're like, don't drop the cube to bite things. You know who would be great in a fight right now with the cube is Marco the gorilla who can punch with the other hand. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we giving it to Cassie? Rachel the elephant with the prehensile trunk. It's just, just let her stomp. Instead, you've given it to the one creature you have on deck that... Isn't needs good. her teeth yeah, to fight. Yeah, needs the teeth and probably isn't that good. Like, wolf mouths are not... They're not designed to bite into, like, what I'm imagining is metal. Yeah, like, cube-shaped. <laughs> cube-shaped. Ah! Like, no. How big that... is this cube? Give it to the thing with fucking hands. What are we doing? Give it, give it, to, give it to the gorilla. Oh, my God. Uh, even, even fucking Tobias would make more sense. He carries guns around. He this can would... carry guns. He can carry a cube. <laughs> Come on. Not just carry guns. He can carry and shoot guns with his little talons. <laughs> Morph into a Hork-Vajir. Then you can carry it in your hand, but still be Still a be weapon. knives. Still be you knives. Will still be entirely knives. God damn. <laughs> These children are so... Oh, it's just Cassie. Cassie just like no, they all she gets they all an idea agree to in her it. mind, and she's like, "This is it. This is the only thing we can do. I cannot be flexible. That is not who I am." They all do it though. They all have their one fucking battle morph. The only one who kind of varies is Rachel because she'll go elephant or grizzly. Yes, it's and like, I'm like you guys have rhinos. You have Hork Bajir. You have Hork Bajir. God. You have polar bears. Why don't you learn how to use polar bears if they are stronger than grizzly bears, Rachel? It's just, I guess that saves the authors from having to be like, okay, and then Jake morphed into this, and they morphed into that, and then but it's like, they're I like guess. like battle morphs. If you just say battle morphs. Battle morphs, roll out. <laughs> uh, so a lot of this book is just running. At one point, the Chi set up like a decoy signal to buy the Bandalites some time, and they also take places of the children so the kids can all hang out all night without getting into trouble, which again, like... The chi are just like, no, 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 you guys, you guys do all the hard work. There might we be punching. Here. We don't want to be yeah. involved if there's punching. I can't accidentally see a punch because that is against my programming to even witness the violence. If I so much as step on a beetle while I'm running from these fuckers, do you know what explode. will happen? <laughs> I just explode because I cannot do violence. That's violence. That's violence. <laughs> there's no way these chis have never accidentally killed something they don't they float they don't they float through the world (laughs) they're so dumb they're so dumb eventually there is a plan this is the wily coyote plan that marco has come up with where they will essentially lure this helicopter out over the ocean the helicopter that has the tracking technology on it which is they assume is the only helicopter that has tracking technology on it. I don't know if we can. It's they have the ship. They have the Helmicron ship, which they're yeah. using as like a remote control. Okay. Or like a, a GPS. Mm. Okay. Because if there's one thing we know about the Yerks is that they do not learn how to recreate the technology. They just steal it and use it until it's all and, gone. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that tracks. Here's my plan that's not dumb. Okay. If if we have to do this plan mm-hmm. with the children having the cube. Everyone run around with the cube except Tobias who flies on the helicopter and steals the ship. Sure. Sure. And then they destroy that ship. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that would make more sense. 
than what they come up with. Would have been a good Tobias POV too. <laughs> been really short. Yep. Uh, okay, but they don't do that. They they are going to lure the helicopter out over the ocean. Cassie will fly up as high into the air as she can, and she can turn to a whale over the helicopter so that her whale mass drags the helicopter down with her and hopefully destroys it. I would almost be like, okay, this is creative use of morphing. Like, it's a, uh, probably... Again, something we've already done. But right, well, that's that's, that's what I was leading to, is that I yeah. would have given this an excuse of, like, okay, they're trying to do, like, new morphing stuff uh, to keep the books fresh so I can excuse it being a little bit dumb. Except that they've already done the whale thing where they drop a whale from a high height in order to do whatever. <laughs> it's our only game plan I'm now. like, guys, how has this it become worked a go-to? It once, it'll work again. I don't understand. <laughs> How has how has drop a whale on things become your go to and not just be knives? I don't just get it. be knives. <laughs> it's a good it's a good question you bring up. I don't think the animals have any way to defend their position. I'm just really looking forward to book fifty four, where the conclusion to this whole series is that they all turn into fucking whales and fall from the sky onto the uh, yerk. Uh, the the center of the sharing that is still the same fucking place it's been for the last 50 books. Like, where it's just, no one learned anything. Everybody just kept doing the same shit, just bigger and in increasingly ridiculous ways. I'm really looking forward to the mission debrief where the LMS has to go report to his higher ups. And he's like, well, then the children did this. And and every question is just, but Why? There's more running and fighting. Jumping. And jumping. Yeah. At at one point, the buffalo that that can morph into Chapman runs into them again while they're fighting. And he starts fighting, too, because he's defending his herd. Cassie's like, wow, I owe this buffalo my life. And I can never, ever, ever kill him now. But I have to. But I can't. This perfect, beautiful boy. And my sweet, sweet buffalo baby. They just keep dishing the stupid buffalo, and it keeps fucking finding them. It's so sad. God. Um, at some point, they have some, like, stupid bullshit scenario where Jake gets to turn into a fly, so good for him. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they eventually get near the beach. You thought this book was nonsense before. It becomes more nonsense. Just wait. Don't worry. Just wait, guys. The buffalo shows up again, and so does Visser 3. Um somehow the stupid buffalo is able to acquire Visser 3 and then morphs into him, which apparently all the controllers are stupid because then they're immediately like, but which one's the real Visser 3? <laughs> it's the one that was a buffalo five seconds ago, you guys. We did not hide them under solo cups and switch them around. You can tell who is who. <laughs> I feel like this is just another instance of my headcanon that every single Yerk who works for him fucking hates him and it's just like oh Absolutely. I can't tell maybe I should shoot them both <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll just wait and see who comes out the victor and then I'll follow them is it the buffalo <laughs> great perfect great you know what the buffalo is leader now <laughs> yeah I, this is an improvement <laughs> and also what okay when when he acquired Visser 3 okay I have I have a serious theory that's been percolating for a little bit that I don't think is actually a serious theory, but just okay. Keep this scene in mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> the Buffalo and Visser Three have a fight that Visser Three fucking loses. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I was just like in the 60s. 
16th most important year in the entire fucking universe. To a buffalo. Why haven't the animals animals beaten him yet? I don't understand. It's because Cassie won't let them. Because you can't murder someone even in the middle of a war that they're trying to murder you first. They, They run some more. Um, the others race on ahead to the water and Cassie stays behind to their, okay. So their plan has become, we, none of us feel good about killing the buffalo. So maybe we can get the Yerks to kill the buffalo if they fight. (laughs) So Cassie stays behind and gets the buffalo to turn back into a buffalo and they do more fighting. They get cornered by Mr. Three again. So Cassie's like. All right, and jumps off a cliff, and the buffalo, again, who is a regular buffalo at this point, also jumps off the cliff after her, and he falls and breaks all his legs. <laughs> what is this book? What is this book? Cassie, Cassie is also grievously injured, but she becomes human again, so she's fine. And she's like, well, I can't just fucking leave him here to die like this. So she gets him to morph into a human so he can walk around and shit. Uh, but then again, later, when he demorphs right. back into Buffalo, he's fine again. So, like, why are we rewriting the morphing rules? Yeah. Because we've already, already established. There was that book, the Megamorphs book, where Tobias was injured as a hawk. Mm-hmm. And he kept trying to morph into a dinosaur. And every time he morphed back to a hawk, his injury got worse. Well, you okay. see it's different for Buffalo. My my yeah, thought is I that guess. they are interpreting the rule as human is the base morph for everything. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So it's like only if you get injured in human morph, but it's like that doesn't track. That doesn't make sense. The buffalo should be his base morph, right? Like that's his base what form. What about that time that Axe got one of his arms chopped off? What if he just morphed and demorphed? But no, he right. had to get patched up by yes. an, an, a chief. We, we, yeah. So this obvious, I think... The obvious explanation for this is that the Ghost Rider... Ghost Rider just did whatever. It was, well, it was the in the Ghost Rider binder or whatever where it has the series lore. It's probably like, Animorphs, if they get injured, can demorph and they'll be fine. And the Ghost mm-hmm. Rider's like, got it. <laughs> yes, this also applies to the original forms. Human Buffalo and Cassie eventually catch up with the rest of the Vandalites who are just like hanging out, sitting down in the forest near the beach they're stopping to catch their breath and Cassie notices an ant crawling on the morphing cube. So she flicks it off and then the ant crawls up her leg. And I bet you can see where this is going. <laughs> Can't see. <laughs> see evil. <laughs> I meant that as a combination of Cassie and ant, but I oh, see yeah. where it could just be interpreted as the words can't and see. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cassie gets human buffalo to become a regular buffalo again, and it is whole and fine for whatever reason. That's not how morphing works. They all turn into wolves again and leave the buffalo behind again, hoping he gets killed by Yerks again. (laughs) (sighs) Um, They turn into wolves, and then immediately Cassie demorphs. (laughs) I don't know why she became a wolf. I I guess she became a morph that the buffalo could not become. So it wouldn't be human again. So she became a wolf and then demorphs as soon as she's away from the buffalo. Um, 
and somehow this the ant from earlier is there suddenly and it morphs into its cassie morph that it acquired the like space and time of this whole i was like where are they now what's happening where did they run i don't what's going on none of it it was just so like ethereal surreal not ethereal surreal it was all so surreal because there was no description of anything but what was happening to cassie immediately like there you cannot place this anywhere <laughs> or any time. I don't know how much time has passed. Could be hours. Less could than... be years. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who knows how long these children were running? <laughs> the ant morphs into a, a human. It morphs into Cassie. And it just starts screaming. <laughs> but also it doesn't morph all the way. So it still has like the pincers on its face. <laughs> And then Aunt Cassie starts attacking regular Cassie because she is human again for whatever reason. And it's like getting her with the pincers. Then this fucking buffalo shows up again <laughs> and kills the Aunt Cassie by spearing it with its horns. Well, he like he mauls Aunt Cassie. And then Cassie's like, wow, I just saw myself die. That's weird as shit. And then and then the Aunt Cassie starts to demorph back to an ant and Cassie stomps all over it. So it for real, real dies. Even though it had human DNA, Cassie, and not just any human DNA, your human DNA. I mean, there's definitely a lot of, like, Cassie being horrified when the ant takes her DNA because it is her DNA. She's definitely Mm -hmm. like, oh, I see. This is an abomination before God and man. It must be destroyed at this point. Um, (laughs) She can't just stomp on a buffalo. She can't stomp on a buffalo. She could if she had an elephant like Rachel, but she doesn't. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. She didn't didn't take that morph because she only has beautiful morphs. Like buffalo and wolf. Um, and cockroaches. Cassie is now having a moment where this with this goddamn buffalo. <laughs> I did where like this. I like, did like this part of the book. This was this fucked fucking up. cracked me up. She's like the buffalo is like looking at her with its stupid blank buffalo eyes, and Cassie thought speaks to it. She's like, "You are so, you are good. You're a good boy, buffalo. Good boy, buffalo. You're good, and I love you, buffalo." On account of, <laughs> and then on account of you saving my life a hundred times in this book, and then we hear the helicopter flies into sight and blows up the blows up the buffalo. Excellent. I don't even know. Is this moment? It gets one line of text. It's so that's why I like it though, because it's like the grim reality of like you try to have a beautiful moment with a buffalo. <laughs> fuck you. I just liked it because it was so fucking funny. Oh my god! <laughs> it was all this time. It it felt very like dark humor right like i don't yes. know if it was supposed to be but it felt that i don't way. think it was i don't because this whole cassie thing it's just so maudlin mm-hmm. all the time uh so the buffalo gets blown up <laughs> the buffalo gets blown up <laughs> solving that problem the rest of the book wraps up thusly they try to do the stupid plan but cassie cannot morph quickly enough and the helicopter sees <laughs> the helicopter pilot looks up and he's like that's a whale and he moves the helicopter out of the way of the whale <laughs> and cassie's like no, no. We failed. she can't stop falling whales can't fly <laughs> but it's
it's okay because then you know what happens the helicopter accidentally gets a seagull stuck up all in it and the helicopter explodes which to be fair was foreshadowed was it yeah they have a conversation about like how dangerous it is for like birds to get sucked into engines and helicopters and shit they have that conversation earlier in the book which is why i feel like i do kind of like the ending of this book just because i think with the buffalo thing and with this it's very much like it's kind of like this comedy it's kind of like this like under like cutting down of cassie's whole thing of like everything has meaning where it's like nah fuck it sometimes things just happen sometimes sometimes sometimes, just sometimes buffaloes blow up and birds fly into helicopters cassie and nothing you do matters and life is pointless (laughs) very dark i like that (laughs) cassie Cassie lands in the water, and her dolph- her friends are dolphins, and they push her to shore. That's it. It's the book. That's the writing of these notes made me hate this book so much. So I had to relive it. Just the buffalo. I can't. It's so. It's I. If I if I look at this as like absurdist, it works. If it's yeah, like an yeah. absurd, but like all of the the preamble to the end where it's like all of the running and the chasing and the no 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 which I every time the buffalo showed up the again, buffalo I was like god damn god <sighs> terrible I guess I guess the buffalo reappearing everywhere they go is also kind of funny though right like, it's like they turn and there's buffalo you can't get <laughs> rid go, of the they buffalo. turn around to go the other direction yeah. it's the same goddamn buffalo again like as like an absurdist like commentary on life I think this book really works of like this book really delivers of like sometimes you try to outrun your problems and the buffalo just shows up but they're right? just the buffalo is just gonna show up but then also sometimes the buffalo just gets blown up like sometimes. It just dies <laughs> once you've accepted it. Once you've offered, once, once you once you find something to heart, like about it, it dies. It dies, <laughs> and life has no meaning. <laughs> oh my god! Sometimes skulls just get sucked up into engines. Oh my god! So yes, what was? <laughs> What's our end segment? What is your your most valuable morph? We all know. Do we? I don't know who mine <laughs> the is. Buffalo. <laughs> No, if we're doing that, Aunt Cassie's mine. Fuck that. Aunt Cassie. Aunt Cassie was just No, I think you're right. Turned into a human and just started screaming. Just started screaming. I think you're right though. I think the buffalo is the most valuable morph here. The buffalo had the highest kill count yeah. in this book. In the series. <laughs> in the series. This buffalo kicked ass. It became Visser 3 and be- defeated Visser 3. That's another very good like like commentary i feel like of like the only thing that can defeat you is be like the only thing that is powerful enough to defeat viscer three is to become viscer three right that's true (sighs) you all just got to become viscer three it's the moral they have to do one of their like one of their missions where they find out where viscer three is eating because they've done this twice now where they try to ambush him while he's eating they should just all acquire him yeah (laughs) and then run away and beat his ass yeah, blindfold all four of his eyes and then acquire him. Or, you know, just drop a whale on him. That's also just an option. Just drop a whale on him. Uh, okay, so most valuable morph, what was your most morbid moment? My most morbid moment was, oh my God, I probably, 
I think probably the Aunt Cassie part, just because we knew, we remember how traumatizing that book was when we read it, yes. they all became ants and they were being pulled apart. And Cassie's like, this ant is going through this opposite situation where it is connected to a hive mind. And now suddenly it has like human levels of thought and processing and like, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, please put me back into the sweet ignorance of a hive mind. I don't want to be human. Um, and then it dying and her watching herself die is pretty gross. Yeah, it was so. fucked up. Yeah, that was my <laughs> That's really funny also. That was my morbid moment. What was yours? Uh, the buffalo dying, which again was funny, but also very <laughs> morbid. Hilarious. The fact that she was like, I she, love you. Like, she was like, you're a good boy. She, you're a good buffalo. And then he dies right then. I'm and like. And then he dies and then we don't talk about him <laughs> so <laughs> fucked up that it's like immediately onto the whale thing and 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 the seagull that's oh, it oh man so fucked up i love it oh my god okay so what was your big series theory okay so this is not really a serious theory necessarily i don't think they're gonna go this route but i think i fixed the yerks right okay okay here's what we do uh-huh we get the morphin cube we get dogs we touch the dogs with the morphin cube and get them all to morph humans. We put okay. the yerks in those Every humans. dog? Eh. Who cares? You can breed more dogs. That's fine. We already do that. Okay. okay. That's okay. fine. And then the yerks just get to be happy dogs. Well, the yerks get to be humans because the dogs have oh, human brains true. when they morph. And then you, like, have them stay there for two hours. Mm-hmm. They become these weird, like, humans that don't have their own human personality and shit. And you just put the mm-hmm. yerks in there. Dogs already want to be man's best friend. And they can do so by becoming a Here, human. Here's the only problem <laughs> the only with one? this that I foresee is <laughs> remember how dogs are based off of the Pemelites and mm-hmm. the yerks did massacre and destroy, kill every Pemelite. No, it wasn't the Yerks who killed the Pemelites. It was a different alien uh, species. It was, oh, it was the Howlers. Uh-huh. It was the Howlers that killed them. Yeah. That's what it was. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, so, so maybe the then. Maybe the and sheep would be it would also, it. yes, because it would also bring back the Pemelites in a way that is like they are sentient things again. Because <laughs> they're, they're dog-human dog, Yerks. Would we make it so that the dogs could always morph? No. Or would they have to stay as they humans? have to stay as humans. Mm. I would like it if they could become dog or human. But then they can pick up other morphs. You got to get them that. to Nothlet stage where they're stuck true, as the true, one true, thing. True, true, true. Or else they'll just keep flipping. They'll take over the galaxy. Mm. <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. plan and there's no flaws. There's no, no flaws. Like we've talked. I, I'm just saying we've talked before about like. What about those fish? see i feel like it would be meaner to do it with an animal that like doesn't already have a connection to humans i feel Uh, like the dogs would be chill with it because they're like oh yeah i like this you know i gotta save my human right where they could just kind of be this like consciousness attached to a human brain you know so happy all the time yeah and they'd just be like that's fine I don't know. I don't know how it would work with fish. Any any animal, really, because like we saw that it got pretty fucked up with this buffalo, right? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like it's got to be something that's like uh, dolphins. N- no, because again, like I, I'm okay with the dogs because we already breed dogs. Like we have a lot mm. of dogs, right? So if yes. we like horses, maybe horses. Horses also have connections to men. Yeah. Man. So maybe we can go with a, a few men. different animals and just see what works. Just yeah, try some yeah. on. Yeah. 
We've got we've got the technology. <laughs> Turn them into humans and then give those humans to the Yerks to be. Which yerk humans bodies. would they be? Um, I feel like we would just pick like three humans so that everybody knew who was Yerks. Who was a Yerk? Yeah. There would be like a few options that you could pick out of a catalog, and then that would be it. Okay, here's the thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we choose what like what that human would look like um so would we choose someone who's like the prime of their life super fit like crossfit sort of type person or would we be would we just like put every single human's name in a bucket and then draw three names out and be like those are your three choices sorry i think one of them is a baby (laughs) the other is a very old person i think we got across baby off the list right because that's like that's fucked up yeah it's not even that's fucked up it's that if the goal well actually no you know what baby might be the best choice now i'm thinking about it because i was gonna say like oh the goal is to have like a human brain that's like doesn't have its own shit that basically a blank human brain that the year can get into so Mm -hmm. that it's not like destroying a human person right so maybe mm-hmm. you get a really little baby that doesn't happen. But then what baby is going to want to sign up for this? Or what baby's parents are like, I don't know. How weird would it be until that baby died? <laughs> then you'd also have to keep, you'll you'll have to eventually, like, you'll have to get more volunteers because. Maybe it's like, a, like I said, like a catalog thing where it's like, oh, this year's yeah. models are out. Yeah, because because the humans eventually are going to die. Yeah. And the Yerks, I'm assuming, are continuously yeah. reproducing. Sure. So, like, you're going to need, yeah, you're going to have to get more volunteers to be the Yerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a real dystopian thing. So you choose the people. It's like a lottery. You get yeah. to win. And you get to be the Yerk body of, of the year mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you are taken somewhere super nice to live out the rest of your days in obscurity wink wink they actually just put you in a fire or something and kill you or they just say that we took them to live out the rest of their days in obscurity and then just don't do that and everyone just assumes you're a yerk but it's no big deal because yerks are part of society now and you just maybe though maybe if you if there were suddenly like three billion more people on this planet first of all that's that's a problem but if there was only three more mm-hmm. three billion more people on the planet and they all looked exactly the same there's no way listen we just live through 2020 we all, we know at least in america that's not gonna fly <laughs> i just feel like there's something here where what we've been looking for for the years is a way to get them a body that doesn't have its own like mm wants and desires right because that's Mm. the ethical way to do this either cohabitate in some like agreed on way like some of the Mm -hmm. yerks and their humans sort of do but not really because the yerks can't leave those humans without it like becoming revealed that they're sympathetic to the humans right but Mm -hmm. we almost have that with some of the sympathetic yerks and humans right like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh or we have to get basically a robot body that the Yerks can live in that doesn't have its own, like, personality. And I feel yeah. like turning dogs into humans is the closest we're going to get to that. <laughs> if if we give Yerks human bodies... Okay, no, I got it. Will they then it. copulate and make new humans? I got it. I got it. We do the dog thing. The dogs okay. morph to humans. We okay. let them remain morphs while we put a Yerk in. The Yerk picks up like three or four more human DNAs 
okay. morphs their own new human from those DNAs, mm-hmm. then they have to stay in that for two hours, become a Nothlet as that human, which is not an exact copy of any one human. It's just like a baby. It's just a beautiful it's amalgamation. It's just a beautiful new, new human. Perfect done. Okay. But then are the Yerks allowed to make children in their human bodies? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? All right, then. There's, that's a lot of new humans. <laughs> and then we go into space. We colonize Mars. I just, I feel like there's something here. That's I really there, fucked up. I feel like up. there's a problem mm-hmm. with the Yerks reproducing normal human children. Mm-hmm. And something about those, how those children would then fit into society. I guess you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. Because they would just look like regular humans. But then, like, you, they, like, bring home a non-yerk human date. And that human is like, your parents are perfectly beautiful. You're a yerk, baby. And then there's a whole new thing to discriminate against. (laughs) Look, I don't know why you're poking holes in my absolutely flawless plan to turn dogs into yerk humans. I don't understand. <laughs> just, I, I want, I want there to be a way for them to be in bodies that aren't the ones that they tried to take over forcefully. You know what? That is that is a valid point. <laughs> Maybe they should like, like I don't know. That feels like a reward at the end of the day. Maybe they. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is that. Say here, take these robot bodies because, you know, consolation prize for all the atrocities you've committed. I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yerks! What do we do yerks with are, you? Yeah, I don't know. What I don't do know what do the solution's going to be. And by buddies, I mean war criminals. <laughs> <laughs> This this book took us some places. It sure right? did. <laughs> Let's put it to bed. Let's. Um, so as we tuck it in and say goodnight. Uh, Sweet dreams. Let's look onward to the what hidden. we're doing next week. What the fuck was hidden? The hidden. The hidden. The morphing cube? Was that what was hidden? Um. Yes, I think so. Yes. All right. Good night, hidden. You, Good night, hidden. You did some things. Wow. Um, so next week, we're going to be finishing up our Garbage Girl unit with Electra Rex by April C. Griffith. And then the week after that, we'll be back with another Morphs, with another Morph Monday with Animorphs number 40, The Other. Yay. Yay. I think it's a Margot POV, though. So, like, tentative yay. Right. All right. In the meantime... If you have a suggestion for us for a book that you think we would either love or hate, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, you will be doomed to be one of the dog morphs. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Yeah enjoy that life um if you use apple podcasts we'd very much appreciate a five-star review but if you don't that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like in the words of k.a applegate and laura batania weiss another bizarre fashion statement huh cassie thought speak rachel was here somewhere good 
Even though I wasn't in morph and couldn't answer her, I felt better. She calls it cornfield casuals, Marco smirked. Bird poop a porter. I don't that's probably French. We're in seagull morph, Cassie, so don't look at like they just totally roast her for no reason. They're like, look at this ugly, haggard looking bitch down there. Like, <laughs> good God. Oh. I do need you to go look up the poster for Ghost Ship right now, you and the listeners, assuming you are not driving or otherwise uh, incapable of looking a thing up safely. Please go look up. Here, I'll help you. Hey, Google, search for the Ghost Ship movie poster. I hope that worked for you. Oh, my God. That's evil. It's It's evil. Is that supposed to be like a play on words? Or I don't some sort? know. See, like, like are you seeing evil? evil? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that reference. It mm-hmm. did come out on Halloween though. Oh, the movie poster is out of stock on Walmart.com. Ugh. Google is letting me know. I'm gonna have to go watch this movie. Is it? Let's see. Hey Google, is Ghost Ship streaming anywhere? Hope that helped you guys, so you can also go watch. <laughs> It is a, it's not. Oh no. (laughs) You can buy it. I mean, you can buy it from Amazon for rent it for $3 or buy it for $13 in HD. So uh, check out our upcoming podcast, Ghost Ship (laughs) the Podcast. Ghost Ship the Podcast, where we dissect this hour and a half movie from 2002 (laughs) forever. (laughs) Much like the ghost on on Ghost Ship. This is like a whole genre because now we've got Death Ship. It also Haunting s- of the Mary Celeste. It also says, despite its title, the film is unrelated to the 1952 film of the same name. So, like, there's a different ghost ship. There's multiple ghost ships. Who is in this movie? Nobody knows. <laughs> I just clicked on that one, and according to Wikipedia, however, the story is not about a ghost ship, but rather a haunted boat. <laughs> what is the difference? <laughs> really love... The, the pedantic nature of <laughs> Not, that sentence. Right? <laughs> Actually. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the buffalo. This has 4.6 out of 5 stars, 5,376 ratings. This must be a fantastic movie. We might it. have to watch it might and have, have an episode it. and make it available to our Patreons who don't exist because we don't have a Patreon account. <laughs> 